When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Joining me this afternoon for a special F1 episode is Jason Martinez. Jason is a Philly radio host and uh, my favorite hockey host. So it's uh, nice to have kind of my my racing world, my, my hockey world co- uh, combining right here. So Jason, first off, Ben, thanks for joining. How you doing? Doing good, man. It's um. It's like two worlds colliding, but no, you know, drive-through penalty, <laughs> which is cool. Uh, but I'm so excited because, like, I'm I'm chomping at the bit to talk about some racing. I'm so excited for this weekend. It was it was funny. So for those wondering, well, how how do you how did you find Jason? Well, first off, Jason covers the Flyers, and obviously, as a Flyers fan, I I listen. But I was in the car for no more than two minutes driving to CVS to pick up something for my wife. And I heard you on, it was like a Saturday afternoon. And you said F1 is starting, Drive to Survive is starting. And I got home and I was sitting at my desk here and I was like, did he, did he say Formula One? Did I hear right? The first time I've ever heard that on Philly radio. <laughs> nobody, nobody in Philly talks about Formula One and nobody on Philly's uh, radio talks about racing at all. I'm like, you know what? Let me just send a tweet. So obviously here we are. How did you get into Formula One? And, you know, has that been your 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 racing of choice most of your life? No. I mean, I, when I was younger, I got into NASCAR for a bit, and then it just kind of faded on me. But I've always been I've always been an IndyCar fan. Yeah. Um, and I never really followed Formula One. And then that, that Netflix show, Drive to Survive, came out a couple of years ago, and I watched it. And I've always been like fascinated, right, with cars and the whole thing yeah. and, and muscle. I was a big muscle car guy when I was younger. You know, my brother had a, a 69 Nova SS, you know, the whole thing. So I've always been, you know, fascinated with power and all that stuff. And I, I just, I was like, let me check this show out. And there was a lot of drama, obviously, in it. And they probably, you know, drum it up even more sure. for this show. But, um, you know, the onboards and everything. And I just started like kind of getting into it. And then when the season started, I just started watching races and, then it's got its hooks. It's just got its hooks in me, and I can't get enough of it. And I think the sport does such a good job of, first of all, educating people that you know. When I first got into it, I didn't know a lot, but educating people on you know every element, you know, because I mean they, the terminology they use when you first watch it, you're kind of like, well, what's a diffuser, you know, <laughs> or you know, an air box. You kind of understand what an air box is, but yeah. you know, or you know, when they say the floor is damaged, what the hell does that mean? So they really do a good job of educating you and then they do a great job like through their social media channels and pushing out videos and, and onboards and, you know, 
all kinds of team radio, and I think they just do a good job, and, and they managed to get their hooks like fully into me, and I can't get enough of it now. So, I mean, I during the whole off season since you know the last race ended, and and now as we're on you know ready to embark on this, what's going to be a crazy season, I think. Um, I've been watching old races. I mean, almost every day because I have the F1 TV yeah. app, and, and and they have old races going back into the '80s. So I watch all the classics and. You know, in my phone, there's a one of the web browsers that's open is the 100 Greatest Races, and I just check them off. <laughs> so, it's I mean, I've never seen them before, so they're all new to me, right? So, it really hasn't been an off-season for me. <laughs> yeah, that's I, – I haven't done that as much as I would like, but the F1 – the F1 TV app, if, if you guys don't have it by now, is is one of the must-have apps for a totally racing fan. So let me ask you a quick question because you touched on something that Matt and I touched on in our IndyCar episode the other day was IndyCar doesn't really do a good job of marketing and F1 does really good at educating, you know, the the casual fan to become, you know, somebody now who's watching old races, you know, essentially every day of the offseason. So what about F1 and and its current season are you a most excited about and, and b are they continuing to do a good job and and is there anything more you'd like to see them do to, to keep bringing in new fans well i mean for like this season coming up i'm i'm just so excited because it's you know last year was so disjointed you know australia got canceled at the drop of a dime had just like everything we didn't we had no idea when anything was coming back and you know w- when the guys would get back and fans and all that stuff. And it was a shortened season. So, you know, we missed out on some, some tracks that we love to watch. I'm not a huge Monaco fan, but I like, it's still a good race, you know? Um, but so we missed out on Monaco. We missed out on, you know, some, some tracks that we usually see with like France and we got two at Austria, which is awesome. Cause I love Austria, but there's a lot of tracks we can get to see. So I can't wait to get those back on the calendar. Not to mention, I, I love, by the way, Austin too is a great track, and a new track this year, which I think is really cool, and a new street circuit, which is in Saudi Arabia, which is going to be the fastest street circuit. It's long. It's going to be. It looks like there's going to be a lot of overtaking. So, I'm really excited about it from that standpoint. As far as you know, what they can do to maybe reach more people is maybe just in the states, kind of do some. Talk. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast. 
targeting, you know, targeted, you know, infiltration to get to people. And they do a good job on Facebook, but that's only if you like them, right? Or you've shown some interest. But I, I think more people would be fans here if, and maybe another American race in somewhere like Chicago or something like that, like the, a street race, like the streets of Chicago. Like, how crazy would that be? You know, something like that. that. You know, especially there was like the rumored New York one. I don't think Miami would be too exciting based on the the, the track layout I saw. But yeah, I saw that as well. I I, I didn't love it, but I, I mean, you got one already in the South in Texas in Austin. Yeah. So you know, do one like in the Midwest or something that's easy for people to get to. You have Canada too, which is cool in Montreal. But um, and that's an old track. But you know, come up with something new and and in on this side in in North America. And I think it would it would grow even further because it's an opulent party and it's just fascinating the science behind the whole thing. I'm going to put my vote in for Indianapolis. Obviously, I think Matt and I have said that like a hundred times in, in the past six months since a bunch of the F1 guys were there for the Indy 500 at, at, in last what was it last August. But first off, have you been to Austin the the track? No, I've never been to a race yet. Um, I, I wanted to go last year, just obviously we couldn't. Um, I'm trying to plan one this year, but I, I was thinking about going to Montreal in June, but I just, this might be funny to say, but I don't know if the Flyers will be still playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right now they're on the outside looking in, but yeah. So I have to consider that element of it as well. And then, uh, Austin, I think is in, um, I'm trying to remember off the top October, of my head. November. Yeah. And then the Flyers are back in season then. So that'll be a tough one. That's a tough putt for me as well, but uh, I'm going to get to one for sure because I, I have to see it in person. I really do. I, I have yet to see an F1 race in person, but I've been to Austin for IndyCar, and that facility is just top-notch. Everything about it is amazing. Yeah, it's a really cool track, too. There's just some really tight turns, and yeah. the S's section is awesome. And, you know, there's some high speed, too. I love the fact that turn one is on an incline. Like, that's, to me, awesome. Yeah, one of my favorite tracks. So... You know, looking at at this year from your standpoint, and I'm I'm curious for for your take. So obviously testing was at this point two weekends ago, and Mercedes wasn't so good. You put any stock into that, or you just kind of like listen. It's Mercedes; they'll figure it out in 13 days, and they're still going to wipe the floor with most teams in the season starts. That's the million dollar question, right? Or maybe even like a billion dollar question when you're talking about Formula <laughs> One. Um, I do put some stock into it. I don't think that they were sandbagging because of the new regulations, and especially with the floor and the downforce. And you saw like Lewis Hamilton spinning a ton. Yeah. Uh, and and I think he's a guy that like wants to feel the car, right? He's such a perfectionist. He, he's a bit of an a-hole too because he's so competitive, right? <laughs> he, he's a sore loser. But that's what drives him. And – I do put some stock in it. I don't know if their car is going to be as dominant as it was last year. I mean, last year, they, the power unit was just ridiculous, off the charts. The car handled better than any other car. It wasn't even close. The yeah. fact that, you know, they even they didn't win a couple races was more self-inflicted wounds than it was the vehicle, right? Um, especially when you look at Monza and what happened when Gasly won because he went into the pit lane. So there, I do put some stock into it, and I do put some stock into the fact that Red Bull's coming out of the testing period with a far different car than they had last year. I mean, that car last year was a, a nightmare to drive in the beginning of the year. They tweaked it through the year. But the fact that I, I think the best driver on the grid is Max Verstappen, like pound for pound in equal cars, and the fact that his car looked the best as well, 
you know, with him and Sergio Perez, I think they can do some some real damage. So I, I do put some stock into it, and I think Mercedes is vulnerable, especially at the beginning of the season. And I will never forget Hamilton stomping up to race control on Monza last year during the red flag when when he didn't get his way. And yeah, so kind of brings me to a point of obviously, you know, Verstappen is is a title contender this year. Who are from on a driver level or a team level? Who are you personally rooting for? Uh, I root for Red Bull. Okay, uh, you know I know a lot of people like when they come in new to a sport, they'll grab onto the best team. I didn't grab onto Mercedes. Like for like, you just don't know. Like certain things hit you, right? Yeah. Like in your gut, you like you got. Oh, I like this guy. And having like kind of been exposed to Max and just the attitude and the, the I don't give an f kind of thing. Like I'm gonna be me and. And my car's wider than yours, and I'm bold. And the outside passes at certain tracks where you go, that doesn't happen ever. Well, it does when he's driving because he's got stones that big enough to carry the dump truck. So, you know, there, there's a guy that I identify with. I did not like Albon. I thought he was too passive. Um, I love the addition of Perez on that team. But some other teams that I look at, for some reason, like Racing Point, and, you know, since Lauren Stroll, has ownership of the team, like he's a brash guy, and I kind of like that. He's kind of like, you know, I'm going to push it. And I know there were some issues last year with the the regulations, and it was just a pink Mercedes, but I think he's a guy that's pushing in the right direction as well. And I'm really intrigued to see Daniel Ricciardo in a McLaren after what McLaren did last year because they – Zach Brown did a good job in in kind of reviving McLaren a bit, and they're I think they're an important team and constructor, so – um, Ricardo leaving Renault and going to McLaren after the way, you know, their second half of the season, they were good. Yeah. And that car was fast. And I thought they were good in testing too. And he's a world-class driver and he's at that point in his career now where it's like, I got to really put my stamp down. And I think that's why he left Renault. So, uh, I'm really interested to see what Ricardo is going to look like in that Renault or in the, rather than McLaren. I, I agree. I think McLaren was definitely the most impressive testing team and, you hit on a point that that I wanted to bring up as we as we wrap things up here. Lauren Stroll, the first episode of season three of Drive to Survive. I've not, I don't think I've ever been intimidated by watching a Netflix show before, but that yeah. like just seeing him and the way he conducts himself, commanding, and he's I'm scared. Like I don't I don't want to come across him unless I'm interviewing him on Zoom in person and ever make him angry. Yeah, he, he's a guy that is real serious, right? And, you know, guys that have all that money, the one thing they can't usually buy is, like, sports success. Yeah. You, like, you can throw money at it, but it has to be thrown properly. And he's driven. The fact that his son drives for the team, too, I think is obviously a huge part of it. And, you know, everybody screams nepotism because he has his son in Formula. His son's a good driver. <laughs> He had every advantage in the world to become a good driver through karting and everything else, but he's right. a good driver. So, uh, you know, he is he's a guy that when he walks by, he's just got like an air of confidence, you know, that just permeates from him. He's got that white hair. He's an intimidating big man. And I think that he's got the stones to push the envelope to, to bring that team to a whole new level. And, I, you know, they were fast last year, and they were fast in testing. So it'll be interesting to see what they're able to accomplish this year too. Obviously, there's a lot of luck involved too. Sure, you know as you go and and development in season, but that team they're not going to be anything from a lack of finances. That's not an issue. I mean that guy's loaded. So they're that's going to be another interesting one to watch. You know, a guy I really liked too. Like I love George Russell. 
Yes. It's just a shame he's, he's running for Williams um, at this point. He'll yeah. get in that Mercedes eventually. But, I mean, he's just such a likable guy, right? I mean, so yeah. chill. Lando Norris is another guy I really like. I mean, he's a kid. And he's so he's such a good driver too. So th- those guys, I think, are are good for the sport too. and marketing it. You know, young guys like that. Yep. I mean, the yeah. future is like the sport. I think is in incredible hands. When you look at some of the young drivers. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, you can point to half the field as as good young drivers, and I like George Russell. I know it's a shame I, he's stuck on Williams. Although Williams didn't look terrible in testing, which It'll be better. Yeah, I mean, Haas is definitely at the very very back of the grid. Yeah, yeah, they're a gong show right now. <laughs> they yeah. are and an underdeveloped car, um, and they don't have the the amount of funding. And and I don't I don't know. I mean, they're going to be at the back of the qualifying field. It's going to be you know those two guys at, at the back of the field, and it's a shame because you're looking at a, a legendary name in Mick Schumacher that's driving that car. But that's just going to be a stepping stone for him, right? You know. AlphaTauri was another team I was kind of impressed with at practice, too. Yeah. And Gasly, like, I was never really sure of him as a driver. What he did at Monza was a little bit of circumstance, but he also ran a really good race. And to me, I think he's a better driver than I thought he was. And Sonoda is is really interesting. Like, he had the glory lap, right? But, I mean, less fuel probably in the car than anybody. The soft at Sires. But still, a young guy that's going to bring a lot of excitement. We'll see. And the, I mean, I guess the big question though is, you know, what's going to happen with Ferrari? So, I mean, oh I yeah, know. we could we could make fun of Ferrari for for days on this show. And yeah, Gasly, I think the Monza race was a huge turning point in his career because the second half of the year, then he yep. looked like a much more confident driver. He's he's looked good in testing. That team looked good in testing. Sonoda, I think, is probably. Well, I don't want to ruin my predictions for tomorrow on on our rookie of the year question, but he's probably going to be the rookie of the year by default because he's going against two Haas drivers and, you know, no offense to them, but it's not really their fault. So wrap it up uh, with that. Jason, I appreciate a, a couple minutes of your time to talk some, some F1. Definitely keep in touch throughout the season. We'll have to do another one of these at some point and, and maybe partway through the year and, um, bring the fire some luck tonight. Well, I'm going to try to, but there's not much I can do to help him. I've been trying to help, but I haven't been much of a help. But I can't wait. Bahrain this weekend, it's going to be absolutely sick. Then we're going, I mean, we're going back to uh, another a second Italian race again, which is going to be Excited. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Portugal's back on the this year. I mean, there's, there's so many cool races. I just can't wait for the season to start. I'm chomping at the bit. I'll be watching practice uh, all weekend and getting ready and quali, and, and I can't wait for it to start. Yeah, I'm. I, the calendar this year is as good as it could be. With I, I wish Bahrain was the outer loop because that was super cool last year to see. Yeah. Uh, for those listening, uh, Matt and I will also be doing a live show on Twitch and YouTube live, kind of like pre-race right before the race Sunday morning. So tune into that, and we'll we'll be hanging out, doing some preview stuff. I'll have some graphics drawn up for that, but. Jason, man, I, I appreciate the time 100% and stay safe and uh, look forward to talking again soon. Sounds good, Mike. Everybody enjoy the race. Enjoy the season.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.